are now heading to Europe and uh, to Rome in particular. And uh, Paddy Agnew, uh, three weeks ago, we had the former master of Hollis Street, Dr. Peter Boylan, in studio talking about his new autobiography in The Shadow of the Eighth. He was deeply concerned that the new National Maternity Hospital should not be built on the St. Vincent's campus until the Sisters of Charity could provide, quote, credible documentary evidence, unquote, that they no longer owned the land. <clears throat> Excuse me. Only then did he feel it would be appropriate to build a hospital there and that would pr- provide IVF, contraception uh, and abortion and all those legal procedures uh, for, for Ireland. Well, we learned that day that the Sisters of Charity have applied to the Vatican to hand over, or the term they use is alienate, uh, the land to a secular charity. We also learned that Archbishop, Archbishop Dermot Martin has approved their application to the Vatican, but Peter Boylan said the Archbishop of Dublin was a cog in a much bigger machine. So we thought today we'd look at the Vatican ends of things, and I'm joined by the Rome-based journalist with the Sunday Independent, Paddy Agnew. Um, Paddy, Peter Boylan says that until the land at Vincent's is alienated, it remains ecclesiastical land, which therefore suggests it operates under canon law rather than Irish law. What's the state at the moment? Okay, well, first of all, good day, Marion. Good Good day day to to you. Um, uh, Peter Boylan's absolutely right. Uh, To use the term alienation, this is... uh, uh, a canon law, church law term. And basically, to alienate church land or property, it simply means uh, basically to sell it, to make a gift of it, to make a loan, uh, a long-term loan of it, but anything that takes it out of the ownership of the church. And the ownership of the church, uh, in this case, means the clerical, quote-unquote, juridic person, uh, in this case, the religious sisters of charity, who uh, holds dominion or ownership. Um, and so, uh, you know, Peter Bowen's absolutely right that until the land uh, at uh, St. Vincent's is, is absolutely alienated, is absolutely sold, it, it would be uh, impossible to think. Yeah, of it's a very complicated thing down yes. there because um, there are loans on sections of the building and sections of the land. So, like, we couldn't CP, we couldn't compulsorily uh, buy it. But is this common or uncommon? Or is this a very unusual request for the Vatican to get? No, a, a request to sell church land property is not at all unusual. I mean, yeah, you got to remember the church has got a huge uh, real estate portfolio. Uh, nobody's ever actually got it together, but we were talking about approximately a million properties uh, or lands. Uh, and, you know, there are, in, in the developed world, particular provocations are following. There are uh, semi-used, unused church buildings that uh, are being converted and used for other purposes all the time, and sometimes they're being rented, sometimes they're being sold. Uh, two years ago, you say, in Florence, what happened? Yeah, it, that's a, one example. It, it was in a, a Close to Florence, the area of Sesta Fiorentina, uh, the church agreed to sell land, uh, agreed along with the University of Florence and with the Comuni of Florence to sell land to the city's uh, Islamic community, and they wanted it quite clearly to build a new mosque. 
Now, the, 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 the mosque hasn't actually yet been built. That was two years ago. But, but and not because of Vatican or other objections, but the, more because the Islamic community haven't, you know, got their, around their plans to and their money together. Yeah. Um, we were reading this morning that one of the gentlemen involved in this is Cardinal Kevin Farrell, which may ring a bell for people. He is the man who wouldn't allow Mary, I was going to say Mary Robinson, Mary McAleese make a speech within the Vatican. Doesn't sound very encouraging, Paddy. Well, the Kevin Farrell's involvement is that he sits on the uh, congregation uh, for uh, consecrated institutes, which is the 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 bureaucratic iter of this thing, as far as the Vatican is concerned, is that the Sisters of Charity have to refer to the Archbishop of Dublin, Jimmy Martin. Then uh, the document is they're requested to sell this land. Uh, is then passed on to the papal nuncio, uh, uh, nuncio Colo. He uh, passes it on to the Congregation for Consecrated Life. And uh, Kevin Farrell is one person on that. So it doesn't, uh, the fact he's there doesn't necessarily mean that there will be uh, a negative view taken. And, and also, in a, in a bigger context, uh, Marion, I would say to you, well, I mean, I, I, I was reading a piece recently by uh, the Irish Independent suggesting that uh, the last thing that Minister Harris or indeed the Irish government required at the moment is a lengthy battle with the Catholic Church. But let me just say, the last thing the Catholic Church requires, Rome requires, is a lengthy battle with the Irish government. It's in nobody's interest to get into a row about this. And so all the... Uh, all the signs and all the information I've been getting uh, from talking to people is that the, the, a way will be found around things. There's no desire for a head-on... Uh, there's no desire from the Holy See for a head-on battle about this. Yeah, the, well, the Sisters of Charity, I should r- say to people, are very positive about this, saying we are confident of a positive outcome shortly. But how long is shortly in, in Vatican terms, Paddy? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's impossible to answer. I asked the Vatican uh, for information on that, but I mean, uh, the issue is so unpressing in Vatican terms that, you know, that, that the press office never even heard of the uh, uh, new National Charity Hospital. So, no, the, it, could, it could take uh, weeks, it could take months. I don't think it'll take that long. Then. Yeah, because we've started spending money on this already, you know. I mean, it's it's only a phase of it that we've spent money on, but we have on the pharmacy. Gronya, you wanted to come in. Yeah, and I think, again, you know, that was a really um, interesting interview that you did with, with Peter Boylan, where he spent quite a long time explaining, and it was certainly my first time to hear the term alienation yeah. uh, of the land. Um, but the implications of this are huge, you know, and I guess what Peter Boylan's interview a few weeks ago did was it took this out of the realms of some kind of a conspiracy theory. You know, the nuns are trying to hold on to the land, the Vatican art. Yeah. Uh, why? So that they can't perform abortions, like all that sort of conspiracy yeah. thing. Whereas the, the, the truth is that, you know, until this is handed over, and it is an issue, how much longer is it going to take? I see Roshan Shortall telling us uh, in, in Justine McCarthy's article today that they've already spent $43 million on the project yeah. w- without having title to the site. So there is a growing unease about the length of time that this might take. Uh, and I think while the piece uh, references Cardinal Kevin Farrell and, and says he's far likes to say no about various things, including Mary McAleese 
voices uh, um, speaking at that conference. Uh, I, I, I do think there is something about, you know, the nuns have agreed they want the land handed over. The Archbishop has given his. So there is something now about anyone who can, and perhaps that's what um, uh, 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 you might advise us on, like who is the person who should be encouraged to give this a shunt along so that we can have this much needed hospital built well, we and have, be sure that we've ownership of we it. We have an ambassador to the Holy See mm. who should be on his bike now making representations about this. I mean, you remember the hoo-ha when it was proposed to abolish the embassy yes, to I the do. Holy See yeah. was restored. But that's one of the functions, I think, that that ambassador should have. Right, we have a Department of Health statement. Work commenced earlier this year on the new pharmacy and the extension to the car park on the St Vincent's University Hospital campus. However, it is important to note that no work will commence on the substantive hospital development until such time as the legal framework has been agreed. Paddy, if I could go back to you, I understand, and with every right, uh, that there have been people from Ireland campaigning to the Vatican not to hand it over uh, because they don't want to have the procedures uh, performed on on. And Ireland at all, really, but but certainly not in the new hospital. Do you get a sense of that? Do you know about that? Well, I do know about that. I mean, there were uh, you, you saw reports from the uh, Irish Catholic. I did, paper. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and and the the gentleman in question is uh, Father Kevin O'Reilly, who's a moral theologian and uh, Dominican. And he made these he made remarks recently in which he suggested that. Uh, basically suggested the sales should be blocked. But you have to work out, you know, where Father O'Reilly's coming from because he's uh he, he belongs he clearly belongs to that uh, vocal, traditional, orthodox wing of the church which is, you know, militantly pro life and anti gay agenda. He comes from the same camp as people like like uh, Cardinal Ray Burke, um, you know, Cardinal's often criticized the Pope. For among other things, being too accommodating of gays, of single mothers, divorced, remarried, etc., etc. Et but let me just give you a, 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 a flavour of uh, Kevin O'Reilly's thinking, because this is in uh, May of this year. Uh, he uh, delivered at the Rome Life Forum. He delivered the following speech, and he said that the homosexualization, the homosexualization of the priesthood, has probably contributed to the advance of the culture of death in the Western world. Pardon? The time has come, however, to point out that the homosexualization of the priesthood uh, has also <coughs> arguably been at the heart of the malaise that has enveloped Western civilization. The fact that they, uh, gay priests, do not experience a natural attraction to members of the opposite sex serves to obscure the symbolism intrinsic to the sacrament of holy orders. Christ the bridegroom offers his whole being in sacrifice for his spouse, the church. Uh, Father, and, and the, the, the document quoted from Ad, uh, Father Riley also believes that the rise of homosexuality in the priesthood is tied to the loss of emphasis on the mortification of the flesh and on self-sacrifice. So what I'm saying, he's coming from a very particular, uh, yeah. very vocal, but a militant indeed section of the church. But he doesn't, uh, you know, not, for example, not really I've spoken to in the last uh, few days even knows who he is. Uh, and he doesn't rep. He certainly doesn't represent Holy uh, Holy See. 
Well, well, but he, he, he can, he's perfectly entitled uh, to represent a traditional Catholic point of view because that was a widely held point of view uh, at some stage. The law has changed. That's a different matter altogether. And, and yes, he's entitled Amy. to his opinion, but we did vote as a country for... We did vote as a country for these services, yes. health services and abortion to be provided to women. So we do need, we do need that service... To, to right. Them, which you need facilities for that service to be provided. Is but there... Marion, the church has changed too. I mean, or is, is changing. You know, you've, this is the Pope who, you know, when he's asked uh, 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 about gays, he mm. says, you know, if the person's of good faith, who am I to criticise? Well, that's true. Kind of open and accommodating yeah. to, to mm. all, all the deprived of our society. Right. You, you wanted to come yeah, back and, in and there, Brian. I, I think, again, just referring back to Mary McAleese, I mean, when Mary McAleese came out and asked for people to vote yes in the marriage equality referendum, she spoke at the time about it being important because it was part of the modern deconstructing of the architecture of homophobia, which is in the Vatican. So those comments by that particular priest would show that Mary McAleese, far from being this radical, uh, actually she has her finger on the pulse and uh, and she's absolutely yeah, She's right. on the ball, she's on, on, the ball yeah, well, on, yeah. on those issues. Yeah. Uh, Paddy, is OTT to say, could this end up on the Pope's desk? No, it's not uh, over the top at all because anything that um, looks important, looks potentially uh, controversial, politically sensitive or whatever, uh, generally, the, uh, the department in question will say, "Actually, we, we uh, this is above our pay grade. We can't deal with this. We'll pass it on to the boss." And there's only one boss around here. But, but does anybody pay any attention to him, Paddy? Well, does anybody? Well, people obey pay him. To him. Sorry. Does anybody obey him? All with their vows of poverty, chastity, <laughs> and obedience, and a million <laughs> properties. Yeah. yeah. Good Catholics do. Mm. Yeah, well, well, I mean, he's he is a very popular man, certainly to the rest of the world. But I was watching an astonishing uh, documentary oh, about a month ago. I think it was BBC about matters within the Vatican and cardinals with proper red hats and all that given out stink about the Pope and he's going to say something else now and he's going to wave his wand and, and you know, discommode us yet again. I was astonished they were so honest. Well, yes, but there is, uh, as what I said uh, earlier, Father O'Reilly, the guy who said these things in the Dominican, he's an expression of that. He's a low down. But yeah. there are plenty of cardinals who are openly... Uh, openly critical of them because uh, they see their own power and their own uh, authority being undermined by him because he's heading in another direction. Right. After you did all your checking around, Paddy, I mean, we can't be going building without knowing where we're going. Um, Do you get a sense that this will go through with some efficiency? Every time you ask somebody that, uh, their answer is very uh, circumscribed, but I would think it will go through, yes. I mean, as I said before, the last thing, you know, Pope, the Pope was in Ireland last year. Uh, the the streets were, uh, as I said, lined one deep with uh, not that many people out there. There was no, Phoenix Park was half full. He, there was controversy before he went there. He heard a whole ream of stories about uh, uh, clerical abuse on He's so he knows uh, he knows about Ireland now. The last thing he wants is to have another row with Ireland. 
Right. Uh, and I think he'll yeah. feel he'll feel well cheered if he can. I I I just referring back to his visit. I remember it was raining, or it was forecast Boys, to yeah. rain seriously. And there had been terror stories told about how far you'd have to walk and how long you'd have to stand. And I know that a lot of people who would have gone just were were frightened away from it, you know. Anyway, Paddy Agnew, uh, as always, in Rome, thank you very, very much indeed for that. And we'll take a break. Podcast The Marion Finucane Show at rte.ie slash radio.